You are listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, episode three. Are you looking for athleisure wear that works as hard as you do? Check out Aventura Clothing. This company is wonderful. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know how much I love Aventura Clothing. They make high quality clothing. They've got an eco line that's made with this like super supple bamboo that's so soft and silky. And what I love most about their clothes is that they can keep up with our active lifestyle. One thing I hate more than anything in the world is trying to figure out what to wear in the morning and Aventura makes it easy. You can just purchase the outfits that go along with what the model's wearing. That's what I've been doing. And Aventura has offered a special discount to all Go Adventure Mom podcast listeners. Simply follow Go Adventure Mom on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Go Adventure Mom. Leave us a comment and we'll send you a direct message with a special coupon code just for you. So head on over to Facebook, leave a message, say, hey, I listened to the Go Adventure Mom podcast and I'd love to check out Aventura Clothing. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton. Hello, this is Kathy Dalton. I am coming to you from a beautiful spring day in Salt Lake City. We have our camping books out, trying to figure out a good camp spot to go for spring break. And we're really excited to share this episode with you. Krista Numbers joins us, and she's doing some really great things in bringing families together. We're going to chat with her, and we've got a fun giveaway at the end, so be sure to stay tuned to the end. You can find all the show notes at goadventuremom.com forward slash podcast. Just a little bit about Krista. We went to high school together for a year and have a mutual friend and had always known each other and and gotten along really well. But it wasn't until we got married and our husbands started playing rugby together that we got to know each other better. And I'm so excited that you guys get a chance to learn about Krista and all the really great things she's doing. And we both live in Salt Lake City. Hello, Krista. Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. Hi, Kathy. I'm happy to be here. This is awesome. So can you give us a little background, kind of how your entrepreneurial journey kind of started? (laughs) Oh, well, I don't know. I feel like it's probably, I've always had kind of a drive to, I guess, do my own thing. But if I see or feel a need somewhere, I, I think I get a little overly ambitious sometimes to fill that need or create something. And I think you and I can relate on that. So we get oh, along yes. so well. It's fun to uh, fun to have an idea, fun to fill a need and kind of make things happen. Awesome. You've got a cookbook that's coming out and you have a family store here in Salt Lake called Granados. And just want to let our listeners know how they can connect with you, like on social media and on your website. Yeah. So I, everything you said is true. So probably part of the entrepreneurial ism, whatever you call it, is in my blood a little bit. Um, my grandfather immigrated from Italy and yeah, he started a, what is now a deli, Granado's Deli, and I'm helping out there a little bit. He started going door to door selling meats and cheeses from his hometown in Italy and it's evolved over the last 60 years into a, a full deli restaurant type setting that does retail and wholesale. So I grew up around that, both the business, but I also grew up 
eating good food a lot. I love to eat, which is part of what <laughs> me led <too>. me to <laughs> another thing we get along well. Uh, part of what led me to start the company I have, which is Simplify Supper. So you can find us all over social media. Our website is simplifysupper.com. We'll get more into that, but it's a, it's a custom meal planning system that we've created over the last decade, and it's it's really evolved into something cool that's become a great community, a great forum for other homemakers out there, more of a lifestyle thing than anything. Kind of what you've experienced, I'm sure, with, with what you're doing is you get a great group of people together, and the synergy gets going, and so it's, I'm really excited about everything we're doing with Simplify Supper. So we're all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can find us on any of those. I'm probably forgetting the others, but yeah. No, that's great. So you're, you're going to share some tips about sitting down as a family. But before we jump into that, will you share your story about King's Peak that you did with your, your boys? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I was telling you about this the other day. My husband likes to tease me that I can't cook just for our family. We have four kids and he's like, really, you cook for an army. And I don't know if it's the... Italian culture that I feel like a need to feed people all the time. Um, I, I love to eat. I love to cook. I love to get people together around a table of good food. So yeah, that kind of carried over into our King's Peak adventure a few years ago. We took our two boys. We left our girls home. But being a mom and my mind revolving around food a lot, I sure packed my backpack way too full. I had planned out every meal. I had frozen meat ahead of time. I had every detail planned, but you know, you kind of get, oh, we might need this. You never know. And I packed out almost as much food as I packed in because we didn't put a dent in it. And I'm telling you, my shoulders are so sore. I, I tried not to complain too much, but when we got home, my husband, Mark was like, well, no wonder wonder (laughs) you had to keep stopping and putting your backpack down. I I think I had more food than I had anything else. So we may not have had everything else we needed, but we were not going to go hungry. (laughs) Lesson learned. Oh, for sure. (laughs) What I love about that story, and I've thought about that story since you told it to me a little while ago, is is that I think as, as women and as mothers, there's this need to nurture and to care for people. Sure. And... You know, you don't want you don't want your family to go hungry, and I think that's a way that no, we show. I'm thinking about my babies up there, <laughs> they're gonna need. They're surely gonna eat all of this pancake mix and all. Of this. Right? No, we, we were so tired at the end of the days. We just, be, you know, ate a little bit and collapsed. But I, now I teach the the cooking merit badge is required now for yes for I teach that actually at Granados for uh, groups come from all over the state now that it's required and so that's like the number one thing I try and tell them is be very very organized and I always tell them that King's Peak story is an example of what not to do because <laughs> it's you know I'm like these are the kind of foods that you really should take so I learned a valuable lesson on that on that backpacking excursion oh I love that I love that story so I think we can all relate to our, our lives are busier our, our kids are getting older Life is just more crazy and hectic. Finding the time to cook the meal is one thing, but then, you know, sitting down to eat a meal together as a family, I think is something that's kind of dying in our society. And it gets harder and harder. I mean, I I find us, you know, competing with basketball practice and soccer practice and swimming lessons, and let's just grab something and go. And 
it's it's harder and harder to do, but there's a lot of really great research that shows why sitting down together and eating meals is important. Oh, it's so true. Talk to us a little bit about your journey and kind of how some of this has evolved for you. Yeah, no. So everything you just said, a uh, great big amen to, because, you know, it's just the culture. And even if we try hard not to overschedule our kids, life is busy. I mean, just my four kids, I'm very passionate about not being overscheduled, but even with them doing like a sport each and an instrument each, we are just, I, you know, I say I need a chauffeur hat in the afternoons because we are just running and you can't always control their schedule, when soccer practice is going to be or when the music, music lessons are. And so you do have to work around it. And whether you like to cook or not, you have to eat and you have to feed your family. Or they get grumpy, right? Yeah, you kind of, they have to keep eating and they want dinner every single day, you know, whether it's a convenient day to cook or not. So actually that's kind of the backstory of Simplify Stepper came from me feeling that, you know, stress slash desire as a mom to get around the dinner table as much as possible. It certainly doesn't happen every night. Definitely on a budget, trying to make family-friendly meals. We had our first three kids pretty close in age, three kids in about three and a half years. And it was after my daughter Mia was born to about 2007. So I had Preston, Clayton, and Mia. Preston, you know, they were all three and under. And honestly, I didn't mind the cooking, but it was going grocery shopping. It just was a nightmare. I mean, if I made a list, which was rare that I would actually have time to sit down and organize and plan, you know, do the meal planning, I would inevitably leave that list at home. There were a couple of times I would get to the grocery store and literally, one of, maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I would find my grocery list in one of the kids' mouths. They're chewing on the list, you know. I don't know if that's happened to anybody else. Oh, always. But it was just, I mean, just kind of makes your head ache thinking, okay, how are we going to pull this off? So, you know, you don't want to eat out every night. We certainly couldn't afford to eat out every night had I wanted to. So I went looking for something to help me, whether it was a cookbook or at this end, this is kind of pre apps being what they are now. So I thought, is there some kind of software? Is there a website? And I had this really like specific image in my head of what I wanted. My oldest son has some food allergies. I had this kind of vision, if you will, in my mind of having a meal plan that was done for me that said, hey, here's a suggested meal plan for your family size and dietary needs and that kind of thing. You can alter it if need be. You can adjust the portion size or whatever, but then to take it a few steps further, what I really wanted was forever, whatever this uh, meal plan, whatever it came in, whatever form to give me a grocery list Yep. to divide that grocery list by aisles in the grocery store, because you get to the grocery store and then I don't know if anybody else says this, but you kind of find yourself wandering back and forth and you've lapped the grocery store six times oh, no. by the time you get the milk to the eggs. And oh, for sure. I know the grocery stores kind of do that on purpose, but it's like, let's cut down on that part of it. So I thought if they could, you know, divide this by aisle in the grocery store and then, you know, some coupons would be nice. So let's sync it up with some coupons. I could not find, long story short, I couldn't find anything like what I wanted. And so this is where the, you know, that, entrepreneurial spirit comes out. I teamed up with a programmer and said, create this for me. And they kind of went, this is custom. There's nothing like this. It took the better part of a year to develop the first rough draft of what we had. And I thought, you know what? 
I, I had invested a lot of time. I, I had invested some money, but I thought if nobody else uses it other than me, it'll be worth it because I just knew how much it would simplify my life. Save me, save me time, save me some money. But most important, I just wanted to save my sanity of this whole process of grocery shopping to cooking to getting the family dinner on the dinner table. So anyway, we developed the website and launched that. And the website, SimplifySupper.com, right? SimplifySupper.com. Yeah. And I wanted to, it was important to me to keep it free. You know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of recipe websites out there and other meal planners that have come on the scene since. Most of them charge a monthly subscription fee. This one is free, and uh, we've been able to keep it free now. Thank you to some great sponsors. But at, at that time when we launched it, this is, again, pre-social like social media being what it is, I was really surprised at the feedback I started to get. Really great feedback and a lot of great synergy going with other moms and homemakers and even dads that I knew. who There are a lot of dads out there that do the cooking. So they were giving me ideas and giving me feedback and it kind of evolved. And within a few months of launching the site, I got a phone call from a mutual friend who actually, I also knew through the rugby world, rugby is a good thing. And uh, (laughs) she said, why don't you come on? This was uh, Reagan over at Good Things Utah. Why don't you come on and do a cooking segment to tell people about your website? And I said, well, I'm not going to do that because I'm not a chef. (laughs) I'm a mom and I, I'm just cooking simple everyday meals. And she said, right, that's exactly what we want for our audience. And so that's where that started. Gosh, about seven, eight years, I guess it's been. And now I'm exclusively at Channel 2 for the last few years, but kind of bounced around Channel 4 on Good Things Utah, Channel 5 on Studio 5, a little bit with Big Buddha over on Channel 13. And now I've kind of made more of a home at Channel 2 doing weekly cooking segments. And it's been it's been a lot of fun. And it's been an important lesson for me in being very open-minded because that is not something I ever set out to do, <laughs> was doing TV cooking segments and going, oh, okay, I'm going to have to do my hair and makeup. Okay. <laughs> right. That's why we do a podcast because we don't have to do hair and makeup. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. But, but, but I think the reason why there has been so much success with the website and with the show is that people can relate to it. It isn't super fancy things. It's simple ingredients. It's not going to take me three hours to prep something. It's, you know, under a half an hour. And these are regular items that I can purchase at the grocery store that make it feel like very realistic. Like, oh, okay, Krista's doing this. Okay. Oh, I could do that. And it's very, I think, empowering. No, I appreciate you saying that. And that's, I get a lot of feedback, good and bad on, on the cooking segments, especially, you know, you put, anytime you put yourself out there, you're just opening yourself up to it. And it's just, it just goes with it. But it's always interesting to see any critical remarks I get about the recipes are that they are simplified. And I'm going, yeah, hence the name simplify supper. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, like I said, I am not a gourmet chef. Props to those who are. I love to eat their food. But yeah, those of us chasing kids around and working, we need to keep it simple. And then along with that, you've you've launched an app. Yes. Yeah. So the app came out, oh, it's been about a month and a half. Yeah. And again, just simplify supper. It's completely free. You can get it in the iTunes store. And it really is just an even more simplified version of, of what we have on the website. It still has all those same features with the meal plans, the coupons, the grocery lists, 
And what I love is that a few years back, we made it where people can put their own recipes on there. And that's been really fun to get our members involved and let them share their family favorites and what works for them and that kind of thing. So the app is the app is up and going and so far it's been you know, it's been really successful and it's been fun to open that up. You know, apps are kind of where it's at now and we've had a kind of a new generation, if you will, latch on to this concept of meal planning and and making family meals a reality. It's very cool. Because I think we all want to spend more time doing the fun things. We don't want to spend time doing the mundane. And I've added your widget, the weekly meal calendar, onto our website at goadventuremom.com. So if you guys want to check that out. Oh, good. And then I think something really exciting that you're launching just in a couple of weeks is your cookbook. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah, this opportunity came up last summer. I got a call from a group down at Covenant Communications. Uh, which is here in Utah, and they had seen one of the cooking segments and said, we love this idea of you promoting family dinner. Would you consider writing a cookbook? And so I spent several months doing that. And what's fun is I was, was able to make it my own thing. So in in line with everything that we've been talking about with what we show on the app and the website is I was able to add in basically like blog posts and lifestyle tips and homemaking, you know, everything related to that demographic of, of those of us, you know, at the stage in life of maybe raising kids or who have or, or will be or that kind of thing. Things that, you know, bits of wisdom I've collected and that kind of thing. So I think it's, it's a lot of fun because it's all of these things compiled now in print form which is a new, it's a new channel that we haven't explored, but I think it'll be a lot of fun to have something tangible that you can hold. I'm excited. Yeah. So a lot of great pictures, a lot of great lifestyle items implemented in there. So I think it'll be a lot of fun to look at. Coming up, we've got a fun giveaway and Krista shares some tips for successful family meals right after this. This episode of the Go Adventure Mom podcast is brought to you by the 365 Mile Challenge, where we encourage you to get out 365 self-propelled miles this year. Now, what is self-propelled? Self-propelled means anything that you're using your lungs to power, like cycling, biking, kayaking, canoeing, any of those count. We'd love for you to join us. Go to 365milechallenge.org to sign up and you'll join a community of over a thousand people that are getting outdoors every day. You'll find inspiration and a tribe of people that are doing great things just like you. We're back on the Go Adventure Mom podcast. Our guest today is Krista Numbers of SimplifySupper.com. Krista, you've got three tips for successful family meals. Can you tell us more about that? Okay, so first of all, and you know, this again speaks to kind of the backstory of, of where this company came from, but it's just that Boy Scout motto of being prepared, you know, of, of having a plan. And regardless of the size of your family or the stage that you're in, and you know, really whether you're cooking for yourself or a, a large group, just having a plan, knowing the portion size, knowing what it is that you will actually eat. You know, I think a lot of people do meal planning and it's kind of, oh, I should do this and I should do that. But you've got to keep it simple and keep it realistic for whatever your needs are. So just being prepared. And that's where the meal planning system 
came from was that goal and that desire to be prepared. And then we have a couple rules at our house that have seemed to work pretty well over the last few years. One rule I have, and I sound like a broken record at home when I say this, because my poor family is kind of the guinea pigs. They get to try all the new recipes for better or worse and kind of rate them for me. And so I always tell them, you know what, guys, you don't have to like it, but you do have to try it. And I feel like 90% of the time, if they at least try what I put in front of them, even if it's something they've never had before or has a different smell or look to it, they end up liking it, you know, enough to at least eat it. And then if they don't, they're welcome to make themselves a PB&J. <laughs> I just tell them, you know, here's... I like that. Yeah, you don't have to like it. The third tip really... and. Some people think I'm crazy, especially when you have young kids, but getting your kids involved in the process as much as possible makes them so proud of their handiwork at the end that they'll eat it, whatever it is, whether it's, I feel like for every age, there's something you can do, you know, from toddlerhood on up, something they can help you with at the grocery store or, you know, counting how many things you need, kind of working some, some math and other lessons into it. And then, you know, you may not hand them a, a sharp knife right off the bat, but my older kids are getting pretty skilled to where I can say, hey, go clean and dice this red pepper and they know how to do it. And I feel like it's helping them become fully functional adults, which is definitely one of my goals. Well, and they feel that that ownership in the process. I remember when our oldest, um, he was maybe like three, maybe four. And, you know, same thing had let him kind of just have, free reign of, you know, making a meal. And he put together a quesadilla, some cut up bananas and some cut up apples. And he called it quesadilla pie. I love that. And he he ate it and he still talks about quesadilla pie. Like, can we make this? And it's his idea. And he's so proud. Like it was the greatest thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Just exactly. You, you hit the nail on the head. Feeling that sense of ownership and that pride. And then, you know, you can work into veggies and whatever else it is. And I have found my kids will eat anything off of a toothpick, whether it's (laughs) sliced up fruit or veggies or whatever, you know, just something fun. But yeah, so being prepared and, you know, just giving them the choice of kind of take it or leave it a little bit and then, uh, you know, having them try it. I love it. Yeah, I think it goes a long way, getting them involved and that kind of thing. So, and something that I wanted to to mention that you had brought up earlier is the the benefits, you know, of family dinner. Maybe you want to go into this later or now. So interrupt me if I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, no, go for it. A little bit earlier in the conversation, you mentioned just even though it can be hard to make it a reality, just why family dinner is so important. So we've talked a lot about, you know, kind of the, the physical benefits and that of, and also of saving, saving money and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, you mentioned earlier the research that's been done on why it's so important. And that is just something I'm so passionate about is the emotional benefits and the physical. And, you know, if you want to get into the spiritual benefits of just being gathered together and the communication that it allows. And, you know, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes that communication is the kids getting a good talking to at the dinner table. They're, you know, not using good manners or that kind of thing. And we keep it pretty casual at our house, but I have found that, Sometimes when their mouths are busy chewing, their ears are open to uh, to a little bit of, you know, motherly talking and that kind of thing. So just, you know, how important it is. I, I recently read a couple of different studies that talked about how kids are one third less likely to try drugs or alcohol 
if they are eating dinner with their families four or five nights a week. And wow. I, it kind of blew my mind a little bit because you wouldn't necessarily put those two together, but just it really speaks to the bonds that can be created and the communication and all of those side effects that come from sitting down to a dinner together or, or mealtime. You know, it really doesn't even have to be dinner. And if your schedule doesn't allow, you know, there was a, a good period of time where my husband was working nights and that kind of thing. So we would eat breakfast together as a family or whatever time of day it is. Sometimes dinner is at four, sometimes it might not be until 9 p.m., but whenever it works for your family to make it a reality, I just think it's one of those things that you kind of have to make it a priority. Well, and, and I love that. I, I think mealtime is so important and, and having those conversations and, and being gathered together. And, and along with that, it kind of leads into our giveaway. Krista has offered to give away a cookbook each month for the rest of the year of 2017. If you snap a picture of you, and if it's you solo, that's great, or your family at the dinner table or the actual food, and you tag um, Simplify Supper and Go Adventure Mom, then we will pick a, a random winner each month for the rest of the year, and we'll send you your very own Simplify Supper cookbook. So we hope you guys will participate in that. And just have loved having you on, Krista. Always love talking to you. I think mealtime is so important, and it's it's definitely a good reminder that, you know, all the hard work and all the effort, that it really, it does add value, and it is the way that I show my love for my family through food and just appreciate your your experience and all the great things that you're doing. Thank you, Kathy. No, my pleasure. I, I love what you're doing as well with the Go Adventure Mom. It's great. So I love it. Keep it up. You're awesome. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If you will please leave an iTunes review or a Stitcher review, that helps others to find this podcast. And we hope that we can encourage other people to gather together and have their family meals together. So your review helps other parents just like you. We'll see you next week. Make it a great one. Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.